Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That I didn't throw the word groovy into any of that, and I think that we should all be proud of me. I, I mean, hey, I am definitely proud of you. Um, groovy. And, damn it. God. <laughs> start the show over. No, I'm kidding. Uh, listen, hey everybody! Oh, that was so loud. Okay, what? that was just yeah, that's just my hand. <laughs> I was just like patting my hand, but I made a perfect. You had like a. It sounded like one of those poppers. Yeah, I really did. Like a little pop gun. Uh, that was also pretty impressive, actually. Wow, that was. I'm all your uh, sort of... noise filter got that one out. Oh really? So uh, oh, wow. yeah. That I'm making. I'm but I'm making like perfect. You know, foley work over here today. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to make sounds. Well, I guess we are. Like, well, but like the, words. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But we're yeah. we're here to talk about is Avengers Endgame. Whoa! Uh, just another one minute little bit of a scene, Colin. Yeah. It's like one scene we're back out. Yeah, pretty much. But, well, sort of. We're going to be here for a little <laughs> bit, I think, James. Uh, just Yay. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, but let, let's, let's talk about this first bit, shall we? We are let's... in Avengers Endgame, starting at 1 hour, 38 minutes, 54 seconds, and ending at 1 hour, 39 minutes, and 21 seconds. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to a brand new era. Era, era. <laughs> This is the first ever Avengers Endgame Time Heist Timeline episode. Time Heist. Heist it up. <laughs> this is, once again, Avengers Endgame Time Heist Timeline. Let's get started. New Jersey, 1970. Hey, Lottie Mama by Steppenwolf blasts through the warm spring air. A 1971 Oldsmobile Cutlass Convertible comes barreling on screen. We see the Garden State license plate with 420 LRO and a bumper sticker that says, Nuff said. A peace sign comes out of the passenger window. And then a young Stan Lee variant yells out the window, Hey man, make love, not war. And then he and his girl laugh and fly on past the sign of a military base that is all too familiar to us. That's right, Camp Lehigh, the 78th Infantry Division, the birthplace of Captain America. Clearly you weren't born here, right? Tony says far too loudly, where everyone can hear them and blow their cover. That's right. I said Tony, and I meant it. Tony? Tony Stark. You mean you mean Howard? No, nope, I mean Tony Stark. Because what? Steve Rogers says, also not seeming to be, you know, caring if they get caught, says, the idea of me was. Rogers pulls his cap down a little bit to try and hide his face from someone passing by. Right. Well, imagine your shield running a quasi-fascistic intelligence organization. Where do you hide it? Rogers nods ahead of them and says, in plain sight. Stark taps his sunglasses, which of course have his patented software built in. Using x-ray and infrared, he sees that the ammunition bunker has a secret elevator that goes deep beneath the ground. Stark silently signals, and they move towards it. Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple of fun facts, and then a okay. couple of like thoughts, and like I have an in-the-comics situation. So uh, I it. know we also have an Avengers ensemble. And I have a 1970 segment. Ooh, okay. Let's get first and foremost, though, to what are our thoughts on the scene? I love a time travel establishing scene, Colin. Mm-hmm. I will always love it. I will. It, it just, I love, like, you know, and I've said, you know, listeners and Colin have heard me say this any number of, probably two or three times before. In 1931, you know, in 19, whatever, like, whatever, where it's like, we've just jumped from some other time. We have to figure out where we are. Oh, now they don't have to do that because they know where they right, are. They exactly. literally uh, are why that date real quick is they put an end to the, the time machine. It's April oh, yeah, 7th, yeah. 1970, because they literally li- were like, I mean, listen, beep, boop, it'll, boop, it'll come go. up way yeah. later. 
but they yeah. specifically like he specifically gives him the date. Um, yeah. Here's actually just since we're right there talking about the date, um, yeah. considering they say April seventh. You know what's also very interesting and fun? It's in the movie Endgame, and the ammunition bunker is E forty seven. E four seven, April seventh. Love that. Love that. I Very don't nice. think that's what they were going for because I looked up multiple definitions. I tried multiple different ways of looking up E forty seven to see if it was any kind of Easter yeah. egg, and that's the only. I mean, it yes. might not be, yeah. but like in my head, I was like, I feel like it has to be something still. But E forty seven, I just was like, well, they did say four seven, so but, maybe yeah, that is exactly. maybe that's what it is. There is a. Uh, a Quantum Leap episode that takes place on April seventh, nineteen seventy. Uh, I believe it's from season three. I did delete it because I there, because I thought, eh, there's no way I'm going to bring up that Quantum Leap episode. You should have known better. So here we are. Also, <laughs> I thought you were. Um, I was like four seven. Hey, that sounds familiar. Uh, four seven are two digits in uh, my social security number. So oh, cool. Well, I hey, was everybody, like, you only need seven more. <laughs> Yeah. Good luck. Exactly. I just made it astronomically easier. Um. Anyways, so I was like, oh, maybe it's. Oh no, that's a person. That's a literally just a James thing. I can't wait for the um, episode where we got and James's identity has been stolen. Uh, it's gonna be. <laughs> we're gonna be off air for for a couple months while James gets this figured out. Sorry, listener. Um, if you've been paying attention to all the episodes so far, I've given you eight of my nine social security numbers. I don't mm. know if you so go back through, Mr. Mr. download and listen all to all of the episodes so far. Uh, download them mm-hmm. and re-listen and uh, and re-listen to them, and uh, you you know you'll hear it's that McElroy to yeah uh, exactly. bit where he just like stands up and holds up his shirt and goes seven. You know, where it's like yeah. written on his chest or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's just exactly. that. Exactly. Everyone goes, I don't remember James yelling six. six at the top of his lungs. Wow. That is wild. There was no telegraphing of that. You and I just both said six at the same time. That's pretty cool. Um, you want to know why I picked six? What's that? 616? Six is not in my social security number. James, you're making it way too easy. <laughs> Unless. Or am I lying? Half of it is sixes. Interesting. Six, 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 four, seven. <laughs> oh, no. James, your identity. Uh, so oh, anyway. no. <laughs> oh, no, my secret identity. My image. <laughs> so, okay, my credit, no. Yeah. That's, what it really, that's what it really is. It went up. Yeah, wait a minute. Okay, so we, yes. we got some cool stuff here. We got Tony Stark yes. in the timeline now. Oh. We got him. Got him. Love it. Love him. Uh, we got uh, Captain America back mm-hmm. before we, I think, expected to see him back, which is interesting. Sure. Um, sure. We have, uh, well, I guess technically we did just kind of see him recently, didn't we? We did sort of just see him. but like, very weird. Not. Yeah. He's older in that clip than he is in this clip. Think about that. Right. Right. That's That one's weird, isn't it? That one's weird. <laughs> Uh, okay. Takes so, place in the past, in the future, in the mm-hmm. past. In the past, present, futures, past, present. Uh, right. Future, past. Uh, Days of pasts, past, past. <laughs> and we're back at Camp Lehigh. Things definitely look a little different, right? But I mean, it's mm-hmm. been f- almost 40 years, you know? Um, right. So like clearly things would change. Uh, you're not necessarily at war per, you know, f- per se, at least not in the way of like World War II, you know what I mean? I also did realize just now that I said 40 years, I meant say 30. Um, yeah. But because I was off like, by 10. yeah, I was off I've by 10. Yeah, you. you have given it to me. Damn it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just think what, uh, there's a lot of really interesting little factors yes. here. Um, so, Can, one of the things like that occurred first? to me, yeah, they don't show them appearing. No. Like, and we just jump to it and we see the car. And then they're just, they've been there. I think that's really interesting. I think it's because we clearly had to do some setup. Um, right. And we'll come back to, uh, no, actually, I'll get it to it now. So one of the big things here is like they, not only did they show up, but they have to get, because they're also, when they disappear, you know, they have to get to where they're going as well. You know what right. I mean? So like, I don't believe, and I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I don't believe that they 
hit the button and then automatically end up at Camp Lehigh. Oh, interesting. I could be wrong okay. on that. I mean, because you know they they put in the dates. So they, they, I don't see them putting anything in. Because, but he, no, they say they say uh, well, what's in New Jersey. That's true. That's true. They, so they do. They so do I guess uh, they do put something yeah. in there. But I'm also yeah. assuming that the thing is they know they're going to need costuming. The same way that they need sure. a costuming here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Sorry. In the clip before, but that's going to be in the future. That's wild right. to say. But like, you'll, we'll get there. But like, they needed costumes to, to fit into that time. So they right. needed costumes to fit in. Or like the Agents time. of S.H.I.E.L.D. needed for 30s and Correct, 50s. Yes. And, yeah. and there's, a, there's two kind of big factors here. Tony needs kind of like scientists, you know, walking around gear, garb, uh, kind of looks a little bit professor-like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, but he definitely looks like I'm one of the scientists. I'm one of the people that like does things here. Like I'm not like a, I'm not an, uh, a soldier, right? Right. Which is fun and interesting because again, they are both fitting exactly what they are, right? Yeah. He's going in dressed as like the people who would be doing things like in a lab and stuff like that. And right. Captain America is going in in uniform because he does, you know, he doesn't know the science, so he doesn't want to be questioned on science. Right. But also, he's going to fill that suit out way too, you know, differently. Yeah. So he has to get a suit that makes him look, you know, militaristic. Here's yeah. something uh, fun for you: the costume or the uniform, rather, sorry, that he borrows, I'll say, um, is for a Roscoe. That's the name that's on the tag. Uh, on there. Okay. And if you look at his hat that he's wearing, he's a captain. So Fantastic. just, it's just a little bit of like a on the nose a little bit to be like, yeah, Captain America. And then guess what? There's another captain right here, you know? Um, yeah. I thought that was very interesting. I was wondering, yeah. are they going to go kind of on the nose with it? Like, is it going to be kind of like a little cheeky nod to that sort of situation? Or are they going <laughs> to give him something else? And I looked up the, the rank and insignia signs. Because uh, it had been a while since I had looked at them since Captain right. America the movie, and was like, "Nope, yep, that's just the captain sign or insignia." <laughs> is, it, is it going to be he picks a captain thing, or is he going to give himself another uh, just sort of uh, promotion just Can because of the costume he, he's, he's wearing? He's like, oh, "Fuck it, I'll, I'll go up another rank." It's actually Commander America. I don't know what uh, yeah, what he, we're doing he's here. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm feeling a little greedy." You know? Can you imagine <laughs> if, like, at the end of everything, when like they go to add him to like a memorial thing for like for the people who gave their lives to make the world safe again, yeah. right? He's like, actually, hey, by the way, this hat proves that I'm a commander. I've been, you know, they're like, but you're- Why would I have the hat? You're not in active military anymore. It's like, yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, but why would I have the hat? And they're like, okay, I guess we'll just give you another rank up or whatever. Um, <laughs> time travel? <laughs> time travel. This yeah. guy over here with the time this travel. This guy over here with the time travel. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> Steve, we got to go time travel. Shut it's up. It's like, team, I mean, Steve, we've got to, and he's going, mm, 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 uh-uh. mm, 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 mm. like behind him, he's like, we've got to go time to go, is what I meant to say, because we have <laughs> things to do. Anyway, I'll see you later, bruh. And you're like, God damn it, Banner. Stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So there's there's that fact. Um, let's, let's talk about Stan Lee for a moment. Please. Uh, because what's interesting to me about this is that this is one of the first cameos that we will talk about here in this show, um, like timeline-wise. Like this again, yeah. we've had like what two others, three others, two. We others. had uh, no. America. Actually, I can tell you, we've had Captain America yeah. and um, Agent, uh, Carter. Agent Carter, and that should be it. Um, I think that's it. I will just. Uh, we may have mentioned them one other time, right? Because well, there's also of, the scramble uh, episode, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, this is the last Stanley cameo that made it to film, which is I'm being very pointed with that language because that's what the Russo brothers said. Um, right. So what this, what most people believe this to mean, because no one's ever then gone back to talk about it more. But they basically <laughs> were saying that like that's the last one that made it to film, meaning that he probably filmed a few others before he passed. Uh, but then because he passed, they selected this to be the final one. Uh, right. And there's a theory to that in a moment. Um, I will say on a personal note, because I understand people are going to say, Collins, you're saying this because Spider-Man's your favorite. No, what I mean is, is that Spider-Man is absolutely 100% the most popular character in Marvel history. 
to the for point sure. where for a met number of years, the Marvel logo included the Spider-Man like insignia, right? Yeah. Um, and so there is a small part of me that kind of wished that since there was one more film in phase three that had Spider-Man, there was a small part of me that kind of wished that Spider-Man could have been the one to see him out. Yeah. But I also understand that like the biggest blockbuster effectively of the MCU and the one that had like all of the characters in it being the one to kind of see him go is also pretty important. Um, And there's one more reason why this would be kind of a beautiful way to send him off. Um, And that is the fact that although his wife had passed just a couple years before, um, they did attempt to make the girl in the car uh, look as close to his wife in appearance as they could um, because they had been married for 70 years before she passed. Um, And so it was very nice to then have a a situation where uh, Stan and his wife effectively drove off into the sunset together, Mm. and that was his goodbye from the MCU. Yeah, Um, enough said. And so it was it was a really nice ending in that way. Um, yeah. So that's that's the well, okay. Again, it's not necessarily the canon or like true reason, but that's what most people are assuming. Because again, it's a right. thing of they've mentioned it, they've talked about it, but they haven't gone fully into detail. Uh, the same way that like a good example of this was that the Simpsons, I believe it was the Simpsons, wanted to do a Stanley thing uh, mm. not long after he passed. Um, but they, and they were wondering if they could get like a stock Excelsior basically just to use. And they said, um, that out of respect for Stan, that they were not going to be portraying him anymore. Um, right. and they weren't going to use like CGI or anything like that to continue to, 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 to bring him to life essentially. Uh, so they, you know, politely declined and said, this is why he's not having cameos anymore. And apparently Simpsons was like, you know what? Totally cool. We respect that. That's a that's a fair thing to say. I think it actually might have been for the Loki um, mm. uh, episode uh, of Simpsons, mm-hmm. which would make the most sense to me to, to, to have that. Because I believe that was after he passed. Right. That was after yeah. he, yeah. Because that was like On last Disney year, Plus, the year yeah. before. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like things like that. And like, I think that that's a really respectable thing to do because- yeah. I think a lot of people would assume that a mega corporation would just continue to exploit an image and stuff like that. But like, I think it's, it shows a lot of respect for the man who pretty much built everything uh, to say, we had our time with him and we're going to respectfully like let him be, you know? Yep. Um, So I just think that was a really nice way. And again, we're going to see him again in the MCU timeline, but this was also, it's weird to say goodbye in the middle, but like, like for us, right? But like, you know, goodbye, Stan. Like, thank you so much for giving us this. I mean, obviously there are so many other creators that helped, right? Sure. But like Stan was the guy who put Marvel truly like on the map and yeah, you know, gave us all these, you know, things and all these cameos that we've grown to love and appreciate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so we have a couple other things that we could talk about. I know you have a 1970s segment. Let me give you one last fun fact. Please. Because it, it'll it's the last one that I have. And it's also the one thing I will say about the car that he drove past him. Um, I, I, I should mention, I guess this is a secondary fun fact. The Nuff Said bumper sticker was another catchphrase of Stan. Yep. It was a common yep. uh, sign off from Stan's soapbox. Yep. Um, Nuff said, uh, what is it? Face forward, true believers, I think is yeah. one. And then yeah, Excelsior, of course. Right. Uh, but Excelsior was the one that he said like out loud the most. Right. Um, right. but like those three things were like his most common sign offs, um, yeah. in during the stands soapbox era. Uh, so that one's on the bumper sticker f- uh, for that reason. Uh, but the license plate. Right, because we're in the seventies. <laughs> four twenty LRO. I mean, I think we all know what four twenty is, right? I mean, like you know, blaze it, right? Uh, just to be sure, James, you know what LRO means? Something, something only. LR only. Something uh, living room only. No, it Last. is. It's let's roll one. Ah, oh, fun. So again, just a big weed reference. You know, gotta love it. 
Uh, let me send to you, James, a picture of Stanley from 1970. They did mm. an incredible job. Now, granted, there is a little bit of de-aging stuff in there, but they did say that it's not all CGI. They did put some prosthetic and some uh, and a wig on uh, to help get they, him as close to. Is it this picture? Hang on. We're also gonna we're also gonna talk about uh, the the young Stanley double um, um, that is credited to. Interesting. So yeah, so this is so, him. Miss him. Ding. You know, it's funny. Uh, it's funny that you've sent me this picture of Stanley in the in 1970. Love it. Looking good, man. I mean, listen. Look at that guy. He was a good-looking guy, if I may say so. And, you know, accurately, you know, I guess if if you've been around for a long, like how lots of SNL people have accurate Lorne Michaels impressions, like, Mm -hmm. I suppose if you draw at Marvel, you have a pretty good Stan Lee image. But, like, he looks exactly like everyone draws him. Oh, for sure. He looks like a cartoon in this picture. (laughs) You You know what I think that also is? Is it's also because... Not only do I think, you know, you spend enough time around him, you probably know how to draw him, but he also has such an, in my opinion, iconic look that he basically, I mean, he truly did keep that look, even yep. into his older age. Like, his hair changed a little bit as it kind of thinned out. Sure. And he had to kind of do a little bit something different with how he styled it. But, I mean, for the for the rest of it, like, he stayed the same level of thin, you know, yep. the same mustache, the same everything. Like, basically wore the same glasses for like 50, yeah. 60 years. So like the man just had like a look and kept yeah. it going. I mean, like I feel like, again, it's that thing of it's so iconic and yet some actors and whatever, they look different between the years. Stan right. aged like a fine yeah. wine, if I if I may. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, uh, I mean, just like you said, it almost feels cartoonish, you know? Yeah. That he just, it's like they, all they did was change his clothes and change his hair a little bit as he went older. Yeah. But they were just like, ah, it's the same character that you know yeah. and love. And like, and like how, how Dazzler has changed over the years to go with like the changing tides of fashion. Mm-hmm. Stanley is sort of the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that's you exactly still recognize it. it's the same person, but it's less disco and more rock and roll sort of stuff. Um, what is rock and roll but disco persisting? Oop, I'm, I've been canceled mm, nope, for... I don't uh, think so. Wow, what a, what a wild... The Kiss Army is at my door. Um... <laughs> I was made for loving you as a disco song. So shall we do um, some Avengers Ensemble? Yeah, let's do some Avengers Ensemble. Sure. Uh, Avengers Ensemble. I can't believe you spoke in the silence that we always give ourselves. Yeah, I can't believe it. It'd be like after I said the word bones. (laughs) Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, got me. and speaking of which, uh, Car Girl is played by um, a. I don't know why it's so funny. It's just the way that's the way that you put the emphasis on that made it again sound like a superhero. Car Girl is played Car by... Girl. Uh, Erica Ribley, believe it or not, that's not her name. So uh, she she's only credited for this. Like I don't. It it sort of feels like a. Like, was she, like, a makeup person? Like, she didn't have any other credits, mm-hmm. so I guess it can't be, like, whatever. But uh, I wonder and if then, they're somehow related to them. <laughs> did you know that uh, Stanley's original last name was Ribley? <laughs> Bill. No, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's, like, a niece yeah. or something. For where sure. it's, like, yeah. oh, she kind of looks like her aunt or whatever. So it's, like, let's put her in. Kind of like Billy Lord yeah. filling in for, um, as a body double for uh, Princess Leia. Yes. Uh, I have a credit for Young Stan Lee Double. Um, so I have to imagine that it's something like when we see the face, it's Stan Lee, but the person driving the car is this yeah, guy. That's, that's, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I don't know because I didn't see anything. I tried to see if there was like any kind of footage of the filming of it. And of course there wasn't that I could find. But I'm I'm wondering if it's like a thing of, you know... They probably did like a couple takes with him. You know, okay. You know what I, I think it also could very well be? They did this in, I hate to do this, but we've already, I've already broken this uh, spoiler for you, uh, for something that's been out for a couple of years. But like in Mandalorian, when they brought Luke back, right? They did kind uh-huh. of the same thing. So what they did was they had Mark Hamill walk through and do the scene a couple of times to show how yeah. he would move how he would uh-huh. say the lines, for example, yeah. Um, yeah. like basically, like they gave he basically gave them all the the 
the work, basically. And so then right. the guy who is his body double came in and right. just replicated that exact thing. And they do a really cool thing in I forgot what they call it for Star Wars, because it's basically like their their assembled thing, right? right? Where they show right. they took a composite of the different things and then they sort of track things over top of each other to create like yeah. a composite image and be like, here is Luke Skywalker. I imagine it's probably a lot of that too, because unfortunately yeah. he was getting older. He was a little bit more frail. Sure. So he definitely wasn't driving that car. And I also right. imagine, you know, he probably wasn't leaning out and really shaking his fist that hard, you right. know? So there's probably a little bit of like, you know, they have him seated, they have him turn and set, you know, basically get the basic motion down and yeah. deliver the line. And then they did a body double to, to give it some, some heft, if you will. Exactly. Uh, that story of Mark Hamill reminds me of uh, Tom Hanks did uh, in two different movies um, in Big and Forrest Gump. He had the person whom he was portraying the older version of mm -hmm. do the scenes so that he could like the Forrest Gump right. voice is the is accent kid, of that younger. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so the Stanley double is played by a guy named uh, Anthony G. Breed. Um, and the only other thing that I saw that really jumped out at me was he was in one episode of Atlanta. And then that's pretty much it. Oh, no, hold on. We have one more. Uh, Tony Stark. It's played by uh, an actor named Robert Downey Jr. Uh, some things that he's been in. Lots of Marvel. Like lots of Marvel. Yeah, give me give me that list, James. Uh, let's see, all of it, uh, <laughs> all of it until this. Actually, okay, that's it. Can I, can I off rip try and guess all the things, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong? Uh, hold on one second. Let me just pull it up here, just so I can watch you. Okay. Uh, you're gonna need to do it in reverse or no? I'm joking. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man two. Uh, yep. Avengers. Iron Man three. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. Uh, Avengers: uh, Infinity War, and then Avengers: Endgame. You've missed one. Hang on. Yeah. Well, okay, hang on. It's Is this going to be a weird technicality because you're going to say it's Incredible Hulk? Because he's like he's credited, he's in it. He's uh, that's I feel like that's kind he's of he's in the he's in the scene. He's in the scene. At the end, he's in the post credit oh, scene. Fuck. At the okay, you know what? I did forget about the post credit. I thought it was about the the on the, the TV? TV screen. No, no, okay. no. I was like, that's kind of bullshit. I did fully yeah. forget about the end uh, the end no. screen thing. You're right. Okay, but you got it. Yeah. The thing is, you weren't like, uh, what is it? But, so, okay. Yes, also, you got it. Well in done. in my also defense on this one. This is also that situation of like, I know they had him in there, but to me, that was like, that was hedging a bet. Yeah. Right? Because originally, like originally, originally, that movie was not included in the MCU timeline. Uh, so other things that Robert Downey Jr. has been in. Yes. Um, excellent. By the way, very impressive. Because you did them in order. Darkly, right? Uh, that is one that I didn't did not put on put, there. But, but uh, yeah. Uh, he's in the upcoming Oppenheimer, which I put oh, because really? I think people... Oh, cool. He's not playing Oppenheimer. No, yeah, I figured um, that. But uh, he is in it. I think the Russo brothers are writing it. Am I, I wrong so. about that? Yeah. And directing it? I know they're definitely directing. I think, yeah. A bunch, it's a bunch of people are the, from the MCU. Right. right. Because I, um, they all get along and like, like each other yeah. so much. So yeah. I feel like that's probably why. Uh, Sherlock Holmes 1, 2, and right. the upcoming 3. Oh, they're finally making a third one? Uh, Apparently. Damn, that's so long. It's like, what, 12, 13 years? Something like that. I think I was... Was like 2010? Maybe even more than that. Hold on, I have it right here. Uh, Shadows, hold on. Was uh, 2011. Wow, I was one yeah, year off. So that's it's, impressive. It's been a Lila since... Uh, <laughs> it's been yeah. a Lila since we lost our Sherlock Holmes. As Robert Downey Jr. And also, you know, he, what's I didn't his name? write it down, but Jude Law from the Captain Marvel a, too. Sorry, was a good um, due date. Was a good movie. I, I really mm, like due date. Yeah, with Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other things on my list were uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I mean, like 
holy shit that movie books is books could be written on just that portrayal like just that, that is one such a good movie and that role yeah yeah mwah. yeah yeah uh he was in zodiac which is a movie what? i really liked and i should watch again um he was in the movie only you in 1994 mm-hmm. and it's a romantic it's a romantic comedy but i mention it because it contains the, he is playing opposite Marissa Tomei. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, of course. That's right. Of course. And uh, I remember, I have a specific memory of it playing on, uh, I used to fly from, let's see, 94. I still would have been, I would have been in, in mm. Annapolis. So yeah, I would have flown up to Boston and I remember it being on the in-flight movie in 1994. I was three and years I, old. My sister was about to be born. You are closer in age to my sister. We already knew that. That's an established biographical fact. Um, I think that was the first place I saw Marissa Tomei because um, I should, you know, right. my cousin Vinny is, is older. arguably the best role, oh, but gosh. I should not have probably shit, uh, yeah. seen it. Uh, he was in a movie called Chances Are, which is one of my wife's favorite movies. It's a kind of body inhabiting, time travel-y sort of deal. Very good. Oh, cool. Um, and then I found his first credit is from 1970. Wow. So he played, he was in a movie called Pound, where he played Puppy. And he was credited as Bob Downey. Wow. That's Colin, he was five years old. Wow. Bob Downey. Bob Downey. And I have a picture. Oh, please um, send it. His, uh, his, this is a movie written and directed by his father, right. Robert Downey Sr., uh, which I don't think anyone is surprised to find no. out. Um, uh, he is a- a- adorable and also clearly Robert Downey wow. Jr. Wow, yeah, that is that is <laughs> clearly Robert Downey Jr. Holy shit. Again, sorry, you want Bob Downey. Sorry, Bob Downey. Bob Downey. You know that thing I was saying about Stan Lee earlier? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's the same even as a child for Robert Downey Jr. That's wild. And listen... He has been through. He really has the been ringer. through a lot. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you about one more film that he's in that I enjoy? I mean, he's it's a very small part, okay, but that I really enjoy and has MCU ties. Okay, a movie called Chef. Okay, love that movie. You should watch it. It is I, very I, good. I will take that genuinely. Um, like it, it stars John Favreau. Uh, yeah, who I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so he plays the main character. He plays the chef. Uh, his mm-hmm. like ex-wife is, um, I mean, John Favreau's ex-wife is uh, Sofia Vergara. Um, uh-huh. Wow. And, yeah. And then he... Wow. He... Oh, it's 2014. Kind of like is seeing kind of dates a little bit. And kind of, I don't know, it's a very weird... Who? What are they? Um, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Okay. I feel like there's one more MCU connection, but I'm I'm failing to remember who it is. Oh no, yes, uh, the guy who plays the stepdad in Ant Man, Bobby Cannavale. Yes, I was like Kanavale, I, yeah. I was like I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. He plays one of his sous chefs in the beginning of the film. Love that. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's honestly it's a star studded cast. Um, there is also um, Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Uh, there is also okay. Hang on. I'm trying to like go chronologically in my head about what happens in that movie, um, or who is in that movie. Uh, did you hear that just now? Huh. That was loud ass thunder. Um, John Leguizamo, um, Amy Sedaris, Oliver Platt. Oh, I love her. Uh, and that's probably all the big names I think at this point that everyone would know. Um, yeah. But like those are all the main folks, really, uh, and like they're all. Russell Peters is another like face where like you go, oh, I've seen him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't help but go, yeah, oh, no, I know. I heard that. Yeah, that was loud. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a great great movie, um, and they actually have a like Netflix series that kind of complements that movie like after the fact that's all about cooking with John Favreau and uh, Roy Choi and um, uh, a whole bunch of other people. And one of the episodes, in fact, includes a scene where it's like right during the time that Homecoming was filming. So uh-huh. it's like 
the Russo brothers, I believe, obviously I'm not remembering if that's if they were actually there or not, but they're there. Uh, but then how, uh, Howard Stark, what the fuck? Sorry, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland, and I feel like someone else is there. And then you know, uh, uh, and then you know, John Favreau, and they're all talking right. Marvel stuff and eating food. And it's great. Mm. But yeah, uh, I'm going to um, recommend both both of those. But yeah, Chef is a great movie. Love it very much. I will have to check that out. I will have to check that out. I, I did want to, I, I sort of gave his uh, his pre-cleaning up his act uh, catalog a little short shrift. Yeah. I would recommend uh, Less Than Zero. Um, he was in Back to School, Weird Science, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Wow. I do have a segment. Well, this is not a my official segment. Um, when we get big name actors, I like to do what their trademarks are. Um, oh, right. In a segment, yes. I tentative like I'm, I'm tentatively deciding to call TMTMTM. That's funny. Um, thank you. <clears throat> Heard that one. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr. is known for not being especially humble, sarcastic, humorous deliveries while remaining completely stone faced distinctive drawling voice frequently plays egotistical but likable scoundrels and frequently plays intelligent but eccentric characters mm-hmm. i think those are all correct and good trademarks well done i agree imdb uh so we have one final segment before we um yes before we uh jump back to 1970 yeah. um before we time heist maybe. i love it i don't know we'll, we'll figure that out and that is, of course, in the comics. James, welcome to the in the comics yeah. for Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Anthony Edward Stark, also known by his name as Tony Stark, is a superhero. Tony Stark. Yeah, uh, Tony Stank um, is a superhero and Avenger from Earth six one six. After suffering a severe heart injury and being kidnapped, was forced to build a devastating weapon for his kidnappers. He instead created a suit of power armor to save his life and help protect the world as Iron Man. Uh, and of course, that is exactly how that went in our, as well. In the um, comics, it was Vietnam. In, our, yeah. uh, well, in ours, it was not. It, but. So in uh, so his first appearance was in Tales of Suspense, number 39, March 1963. Um, so, you know, once again, we're getting into, you know, the same kind of... Uh, uh, realm, I think of of introduction. A lot of people were introduced in Tales of Suspense. Um, so Tales to Astonish, Tales of Suspense, right? Journey yes. of Mystery, all those things. There yeah. is, of course, a lengthy page here. Um, yeah. Tony Stark and Iron Man are fascinating characters as well because they, like, uh, honest to God, and this is not a surprise. And like anyone who tells you otherwise, uh, it's just not correct. Tony Stark and Iron Man were probably most likely to be described as like B tier, maybe even the top of the C tier heroes in terms of like books selling and stuff. Like he was a recognizable character, but what he was most known for was Avengers, right? He had some, some, some books that sold really, really well. Um, But like, that's one of those things where this is one of those first moments of, in which, the MCU took a character that wasn't deemed essentially important enough to sell the rights of earlier because they almost sold his rights at one point, but other people didn't want them. They didn't, they weren't going to buy him. He wasn't yeah. as known as someone like Hulk, uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Captain America. Although weirdly enough, I don't think they ever try to sell the rights to Captain America, which is a interesting other side fact. Fantastic four obviously as well. Um, but like, again, I I probably C tiers is way too low, but I would, I would say B tier. He was not, he was not one of the heaviest hitting sellers for Marvel. Right. Right. And and that's not saying that he didn't sell comics. Right. You know, but like, again, I think there were many heroes that I would say in popularity would rank well above Iron Man, even into the nineties. I would agree with that. Um, and again, like what, I think what kind of kept him alive, if you will, was his involvement with the Avengers. Oh, (laughs) very funny. Um, (laughs) But like, this is such a cool thing to me because like Iron Man was someone who I read very little of growing Mm -hmm. up. um, And I haven't done it yet. 
I and so I know this is gonna sound very weird to say, but like I desperately want to go back and start reading a bunch of old shit for Tony Stark um, and Iron Man because he was another kind of character where it kind of took them a little while, I think, to really nail in exactly who he was and like his character. And part of it was also because he was going for the secret identity route for so long. Uh, but when he became probably the most recognizable in comics and stuff like that, or, or like uh, enjoyed, I don't know. I mean, starts around the era in which he stops being like, oh, that's my bodyguard. He went through some sitcom levels of like, he programmed an LMD yes. to like oh, run yeah. his factory. Like, um, I just, just wanted to, to, illustrate i have um when we first started this we sort of both filled out the comics that we owned mm -hmm. um, i need to update this because i got back into getting comics um i have uh one two three four five six iron man comics like like from like legged like from mm. non -re like i have one and then i have the three iron man house of m's i have uh iron Wait. man i collected iron man a lot in like 2000 I want to say 2012, maybe? From yep. like 2012 to like 2014, I collected all of the Superior Iron Man, uh, Iron Man, I think Extremis stuff uh, I collected. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other stuff. But like, there's been some really cool shit in Iron Man. Uh, but like, one of the best things, I think we've talked about it before, but one of the best things that Marvel did was, even though they are separate universes, they started creating points in which the comic book characters reflect a little bit more of both characterization and also visualization of the MCU um, yes. so that people who jump between the two kind of have like an easier transition to like understand yes. who people are. And it was one of the best decisions I think they ever made uh, because every Iron Man suit design comics wise since the MCU has truly been inspired uh, there have been some real, forgive it, forgive me for this, but there have been some real clunkers of suits yeah. over the years. Um, and they've made some, oh, some beautiful suits that I wish we had gotten in the MCU that were just like Roller inspired skates. by like starting from, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We just talked about that recently too, didn't we? <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, there was even the 1604, Hang on, I'm going to scroll back up to the top of this uh, article that I had. Uh, I was just, for for whatever reason, scrolling through. Um, huh, I don't see it listed for some weird reason in, uh, like, the side frame here of, like, all the things. But I'll tell you again, he has been around long enough and, like, in such a cool way where his history page, by the way, uh, is really, really cool because... It starts at 3.1 and goes through 3.22. Like, they, and like, there's some stuff missing in here, too, in my opinion. Like, they, the last thing that they really updated this with is from a story from, I think, like 2013. Yep. So, like, it's been a minute since they've updated this official page for him. Um, He's, on the MCU wiki? Or the Marvel wiki? Yeah, on the Marvel wiki, yeah. Uh hmm. it, it's it's a it's been a while since they've since they've updated it. But like hmm. uh in terms of like major story arcs and stuff like that. Um but like he's I mean, just like you said, he's been through the ringer and there's some story elements that are that ring true for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I was like I was like I I said that about Robert Downey Jr., but uh you're not you're not wrong right that's oh yeah i think I think I, yeah. I think i meant to flip that in, <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah no but that's the that's what it is right is that like yeah you know i think that's another reason why the character works so well like tony yeah. stark had kind of like a second chance and like a second life after alcoholism and like fixing his his ways basically yeah. and the same thing happened truly with robert downey jr like this being one of the first major gigs that, you know, um, I think that like, and by major, I mean like extensive contracting and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, since. It was like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was literally, I remember watching the uh, trailer for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in 2005, which was the 
the like I agree that right. Iron Man is is his or whatever. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was like, oh hey, remember Robert Downey Jr. Right? It, yeah, he's it was, back now. It was like Kiss 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 Bang Bang, and then a Scanner Darkly. Yep. And like I th- I feel like that was for the most part like big big things wise kind of yeah. it. And then he hit Iron Man, and then it just it took off. Yeah. You know, like Zodiac was 07, but like Iron Man was 08. So I mean, right. like it was yeah. right there. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So I don't know. I just think that both of their careers are kind of reflective of each, of each other in like a really sure. nice way. Um, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I, I do truly enjoy Iron Man, especially some of the most modern stuff yeah. um, that yeah. I've, I've been really kind of getting into. And uh, he's had so many good Avengers stories and team ups. In comics mm-hmm. that are really worth reading. Um, there was a, a comic I was reading um, from 2012 where basically they have to go, uh, Thanos has the cosmic cube, mm-hmm. and so they basically have to, them uh, them and the um, Guardians of the Galaxy have to go, you know, handle stuff. Mm-hmm. But Tony, like, they, they, like, basically FaceTime with the Avengers on the ground, um, or, like, the, the Avengers and, like, oh, you know, at all, the big group. Um, <laughs> Tony's like, can we pick you up anything? Does anyone need anything? Like, he's just, yeah. he's so stoked to be in space that he's literally like a giddy child. Right. It's, <laughs> uh, he's like, this is so great. Alien races. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh, I'll, so I'll tell you kind of in order of, I think things that are cool to me about like some oh. Tony Stark things. Um, oh, okay. or not in order. I, I guess it's, it's more of chronological order. Right. But like, the, the Superhuman Registration Act, which was just Civil War, right, was huge. Yeah. Um, actually, his involvement in the New Avengers was also pretty tight because that was yeah. sort of, um, as much as some people were like, you know, uh, Spider-Man would have hung out with Captain America way more than he would have with Tony Stark. But, like, again, in the comics, you know, sorry, they, they, sorry, they, he would have taken his side or whatever. But, like, again... Multiple times in comics, Spider-Man considers Tony Stark like a mentor and, you know, like kind of becomes like a father figure, you know. Um, but anyway, so New Avengers, uh, superhuman registration. Doesn't Spider-Man take Captain America's side in Civil War? Not initially. He he starts with Stark. Because he's been big secret identity. He's like, his whole thing is yes. and that was a, that was a forever. big, we'll come, well, okay. basically well, okay. he, he reveals his identity uh, and then, of course, everything goes to shit. Uh, and there's a moment where he's trying to kind of put the bo- the genie back in the bottle, and it's not working. Yeah. And then Shield does he, attack him, and he ends up with Captain America, like almost dies. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, Stark is telling them to stand down, and they shoot him anyway, and he gets pretty fucking pissed about it because he's like, so, "That's my boy," you know. Um, he does get uh, his like the, he does no way home. Mm-hmm. Like he gets whatever. And uh, Human Torch, there's a part where he's part of FF. Yeah. But, um, and Human Torch is like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a, in that story you just told, you weren't wearing a mask. Wait a minute. Did I know your identity? And he gets like yeah. pissed off. He's yeah. like, what has happened that there's, I don't know your identity There's some really anymore? cool things about the One Day More story where he... Mm-hmm removes his memory basically yeah. from every or ha- the memory of him from everyone and it's like uh again hulk everyone is remembers who he is but he doesn't hulk is one of the uh only people who does remember him he because sure. and it, there's a really cute and sweet moment where like they talk and he says something to him about like you know puny parker boy or something like that he goes you know who i am and he's like and he's like hulk remember he goes puny banner forget it's like forget bug but hulk never forget and then you're like why is that getting to me you know it's beautiful uh and then like daredevil i think also i don't think he remembers but i think somehow he just figures it out because i think it's like yeah. that thing of like his the way his senses work he's like wait a minute what the hell you know um, <laughs> those two sound the same yeah something along those lines uh but like yeah so there's that back to tony stark though real quick uh yes, yes, yes the yes. Uh, disassembled timeline was pretty cool. Uh, and then resilient was kind of tight. Uh, hang on a second. And then Avengers versus X-Men, that series rules. That's so I, fucking good. That's like where I am in my reading. Of, mm-hmm. I don't, I've told you about this, like I'm following a whole bunch of characters yeah. through the years. I'm like, 
advertisements for AVX is are in the comic books I'm reading now. This close, it's getting really, really good. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's such a good read. Uh, but anyway, that that's probably where I'll stop. I mean, I feel like I've talked about it long enough. Um, and the current Secret again. Invasion is when I recommend. Mm. Like the 2022, oh, 23. Yeah, Secret, uh, Invasion. Secret Invasion. He's he's very good in that too. He and um, uh, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, have some really good dialogue. I think in that series. In the um, original. In the original, yes. And then in in this one, in the new one, um, also like I think oh, last time I talked about Jessica Drew, uh, with Tony Stark. Oh no! I meant like do the two of them. Do they have like a lot of cool? Uh, there's some. Okay. Uh, it's mostly Maria Hill and Tony Stark. That makes sense so yeah. far, because um, he was the director of Shield for a while in the comics. At, uh, issue two is what I'd read last time I talked to you about it, and I was like, oh man, it's so whatever. Then issue three happened. And I'm like, oh, it's the it's not that. It's this other thing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That's just what I want in a comic book. Love it. Um, all right. Well, shall we uh, shall we heist some time and get out of here? Yeah, let's heist some time. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, we are here in the 70, in 1970 with this time heist stuff for a little bit. Um, presumably, it's all going to be together because it would be wild if it was like, this part takes place in the time heist timeline in 1970. I know that that's not how we do this, but like... That's going to do it for us for today. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. If you were going to put an Excelsior somewhere, where would you hide it? Mm. In plain sight. Excelsior. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.